Board Games follows the entrepreneur Marcus Dreer and his determination to accomplish his goals by any means necessary, even if it plummets him down a deadly hole of no return. For all of my book lovers out there, Board Games is a simmering drama that boils into a gripping conclusion, and you can find Board Games 1 and 2 now on Amazon. It'll be the perfect read this holiday season, and it's written by yours truly, so you won't be disappointed. You are now tuned into the Sociology Podcast. Sociology is a lifestyle brand emphasizing Chicago culture, experiences, and stories and connected topics abroad. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow from the hearts and minds of Chicagoans themselves. You know how they say in Chicago you can't wear certain colors in certain neighborhoods or you can't have your hat broke off to certain sides. You can't have your hat broke off to the left if you're around GDs. You can't have your hat broke off to the right if you're around Stones and Vice Lords. Well, certain names are triggering in Chicago as well. And this story that this woman is about to tell is a perfect example of that. All right, Nicole. Um, can you tell us about your weekend festivities? First of all, where did you go for your birthday? Um, well, for my actual birthday, I was in Milwaukee for a little bit. Um, but the day after I went to this place called, uh, King Spa up in Niles, Illinois. Okay. Okay. And, uh, how was that? Um, so the entire, I guess, like process, the entire experience was, it was really nice. Um, so I guess I'm just going to jump back right up into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had like a two hour massage. Um, and I had, I had just finished the massage. So it was a massage and a facial. I was feeling pretty limber, mind, body, and soul it was in a relaxing trance. Um, but the spa has about six different rooms okay. and, um, the rooms are all co-ed. Um, they're all mildly warm in temperature. And ultimately, the focus for each room is for you to meditate and experience the different detoxifying properties that each room has to offer. Okay. So after I got my massage um, and I finished my treatment, I put on my uh, little uniform, (laughs) shout out to Squid Games. Right, Um, right, right. And (laughs) I go into room number one. Now, immediately when I open the door, there's this woman curled up in the corner, knock the fuck out. <laughs> so for a minute I'm kind of like taken aback because I'm like okay it's just me and her in the room and I don't even know if she knows that I'm there so I sit down quietly away from her so I don't disturb her and um I just sit there trying to meditate okay. I end up meditating for about 20 minutes it's bright people are coming in and out um, some couples are, are popping in and, you know, whispering to each other and giggling. So I start to get restless okay. and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to venture out and visit some of the other rooms. So this is when I head over to room number two. So obviously from me just walking up, I can see that visually, this is a smaller room. I start reading it on the side of it. Um, and a little pamphlet or a plaque is talking about how this room is going to be warmer. Um, the use of charcoal is supposed to have greater detoxifying properties as the other rooms. So 
um, I'm being sold a dream and mm-hmm. I'm getting excited because I'm like, okay, cool. I'm about to go sit into this dark room, sweat a little bit um, and, you know, have purified or detox blood or whatever, you know, the plaque was saying. So as soon as I open the door, there's two people sitting right by the door in a full blown conversation. Okay. Talking about their age, their life, you know, talking in a regular tone, not relaxing at all. So I go into the room because I'm already here and I'm not going to, I'm not going to turn away and walk out just because these people are talking. I can tune them out in my mind. That's what I was saying. I'm like, okay, I can just tune them out. I'm going to mm-hmm. go in here, sit in the corner um, and try to meditate and relax. So I picked the furthest part of the room away from them. I pull my towel over my face, trying to tune them out and um, kind of lessen the brightness of the light in the room. Um, but I can't tune them out uh, because my hearing has gotten stronger or now my ears are attuned to what they're saying since my eyes are closed. Right. So I'm sitting there, they're just talking a whole bunch of nonsense. Um, so as I'm laying there, the woman is speaking to the man. Uh, she says, if you want to know if someone is pretty or not, look at them without makeup. So already in my head, I'm like, all right, here we fucking go. Um, she starts talking about how she wants to start having kids by 30, how she'll never be as pretty as her mom. Um, and, you know, at this point, I assume she pulls out her phone and she's showing him a picture of, of uh, her mom because she kind of does like, you know, the whole like see look type situation. And he's like, oh, okay, she's pretty, but you know, you're pretty too. And she's like, oh, I know I'm gorgeous, but I'll never look as, you know, I'll never look as pretty as my mom. Mm-hmm. So they keep going back and forth. Um, they start talking about like saying some real insensitive comments about genders and gender roles and, um, you know, how men shouldn't wear makeup. Just very ignorant stuff like that, to be completely honest. So in this, at this point, I'm already putting in my mind, like, all right, based on how they look, they're speaking from a privileged standpoint. They don't know nothing about what's happening outside of Niles or whatever small ass town they're from. And um, they're just kind of like throwing ignorant comments out there because that's all that they can connect with. Um, So they keep talking like little mild stuff like that. She goes back to her mom and her family and being pretty. So I'm taking deep breaths. I'm counting my breaths. I'm trying to meditate. At this point, I notice, um, I hear the door open and close. So I assume the person that was there next to me got up and left, but she got tired of listening to them talk. So after a while, I'm trying to meditate. It's not happening. So I'm just laying in the darkness, trying to figure out why these people just keep talking. So right before I'm going to get up, I hear the girl's voice change and she starts whispering. Immediately when she starts whispering, I start listening. So (laughs) she starts saying, um, if you knew who my, like if I told you my last name, you would know exactly who my family is. 
So she said that a couple of times. Obviously, at this point, the guy is like, well, you know, um, are you sure I'll know? Like, just like trolling her. You sure I'll know who your family is? Um, you know, trying to get her to tell him without actually asking her to tell him. Mm-hmm. Now, this girl didn't tell him his, her age. How old was she? She didn't show her. She was 27. Mm-hmm. Show her pictures of her mom. This man is 31. So obviously from this conversation, I got that they don't know each other. And she's telling this dude all of her fucking business. And me too, by proxy, because I'm in there. So she's telling us. She's telling us all of her business. All of her business. And um, eventually the dude gets tired of like her saying, like, if I told you my family name, you'll know exactly who I am. So in my mind, I'm like, bitch, if you were daily, <laughs> right. like she's talking, she's talking like she got some deep roots in the in the community, like that, you know, they just, this this family that's just wreaking terror on the city. Like I'm thinking she, she connected to some underground shit. So then eventually he, she asks, he asks her, well, What's your last name? And she's like, Kellogg. So the guy don't say anything. He's stuck for a minute. Because quite honestly, I don't think he knew who she was. So in my mind, I could, I'm thinking, bitch, is you related to Eric Kellogg? That's the first thing <laughs> that popped in my mind. I'm like, this nigga been reigning terror and Harvey for almost 20 years. Harvey ain't been the same. (laughs) Kellogg took Harvey all the way down in the motherfucking drain, okay? And for people who's listening that don't know who the fuck Eric Kellogg is, he was the The man of Harvey. He was the man of Harvey (laughs) for a long ass motherfucking time. For like basically all of the 21st century and a little bit before that. And he sucked that city dry. Sucked that motherfucker dry. He was like, goddamn. Go from 100... and 47th and Wood Street to 159th and Wood Street. And you'll you'll just see. Oh, it's you'll fucked just up. see. It's fucked up. You, Harvey look like Hamsterdam from the fucking wild. Hamsterdam. Like, it's bad, man. It's bad. Like, gee, Harvey is so raggedy. Harvey is it's, so raggedy. And it's only gotten worse. And then it's when you gotten. like to sidetrack from the story, after this, after this whole interaction, I went on LinkedIn. Because now I need to Google Eric Kellogg <laughs> and figure out where, where he at. Um, so I go to LinkedIn and his LinkedIn profile say proud mayor of Harvey, Illinois. Proud. 18 years. <laughs> for proud. 18 years <laughs> and two months or some shit like that. Proud mayor of Harvey, Illinois. Jeez. So this is how this is like I thoroughly thought that she was affiliated with Kellogg in some way, shape, or form. Gee, now, these re- listen, his great niece, a niece married into the family or something, because these people are definitely white, and we know Kellogg is not white at all. Far from white. Straight nigga. Far Straight from nigga. white. Straight yes, Negro. Yes. Straight Negro. Yes. Yes. His tactics, suspect, but you know, he black. <laughs> yeah, he black as fuck. He is, he is, he is. So again, back to the story. At this point, she said Kellogg. So I'm like, bitch, is you associated like you related to Eric Kellogg 
Because listen, I got some people on Harvey right now that's still recouping from the rain that he had. Mm -hmm. I'm listening. I'm ready to add my two cents in. This guy is still stuck. So eventually she says, you know, like the cereal company, cornflakes. Yeah, frosted so the guy's flakes. like, oh, frosted flakes. Oh, and then my, like, I'm sitting there like, I would never guess that. Obviously, that wasn't my first guess when yeah. she said her last name, motherfucking cereal, frosted yeah. flakes. Yeah, you hear Kellogg around. Tony the fucking tiger. Especially in the South <laughs> Suburbs. You ain't think about no Tony the tiger. You think about Eric motherfucking Kellogg, the one who had half his motherfucking family on the payroll. The one that, you know, I, I, you know what? I bet you he is a proud mirror. Cause should I be proud too <laughs> if the fans ain't got my ass, you know, um, after all that shit that went down in that city? Like they still broke. Harvey still broke. Listen, I think they just, still just drive down It's bad, man. It's bad. It's a whole water problem out there in general. Dick's more having water problems. Like it's just bleeding that whole, whole little area. Anything that's close to Harvey, unfortunately, is just getting it. It's just ran down. Hotel ran down. South is, is uh, I bet he is a proud former mayor. Shit, I'd be proud. Yeah. Too if I was it don't even say former. Damn. <laughs> it don't even say former. He's hey, still he claiming. Still, yeah. That motherfucker's still the mayor, G. Oh, According man. to LinkedIn, he's still the mayor of Harvey. Oh, so and, uh, and this, and this I think it's time shit. to update that shit. <laughs> and this, this white chick is just, you know, she she wanted this guy to know that she was a Kellogg, not the Kellogg's from Harvey, of course, but she wanted this dude Absolutely. to know that she was a Kellogg. Because how many times did she say that shit? If you know my family, she lit, she hyped it up so much. Like she said this like six times, and obviously she started whispering, so she wanted him to know, but she didn't want the rest of us to know. But what she doesn't know is I have good ass hearing. Yeah. And I heard their entire conversation from when I opened the door to when I sat down at that very moment. Easy so regardless, listen, if she, regardless if she thought that she was whispering and she was quiet, any normal person would have just stopped the conversation at that and moved on. But no, she said it six times. So she was wanting him to ask who she was. Mm -hmm. and he so then he's like, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so as he's like saying cornflakes, frosted flakes, you know, naming all the fucking cereal and shit, she's saying, um, she's like, yeah, I would never eat that fucking shit. It's so bad for you. It's so horrible for you. Damn. Don't get so me you wrong. On your so hold on, you wanted this nigga to know who your family is, but at the same time, you saying fuck what my family did. Absolutely. Now, she wanted her, she, look, she wanted him to know who she was. But she also wanted to take this standpoint of, I'm very health conscious. Um, you know, I don't agree with uh, how box cereals creating all of these diseases and blah, blah, blah. Because when I'm assuming they spoke about his background before I came in there, because she knew that he was like into growing his own vegetables. She knew that his wife was Russian or some shit like that. Like she, she knew some stuff about him. Mm -hmm. um before I even got there because she was hinting from the about the previous conversation that they had had mm -hmm. so I think she kind of took it was taking it from a stance of you know 
um, I'm health conscious, trying to live that life, trying to put on that persona like, yeah, you know, I would never eat their food, talking about she uh, only shops at Amish markets and stuff, and, you know, she wouldn't shop at Whole Foods, just, just continuing to talk while I'm trying to meditate. Right. She's saying all of this, and I'm still laying there, eventually trying to count fucking sheep to drift off into some meditative space. So I can at least clock 15 minutes in this room. Mm-hmm. Mind you, this conversation is happening and I hadn't even been in the room for 10 minutes. I'm holding on to their life because I'm like, you know, let me just sit in this space for 15, 20 minutes, get the benefits, then go on to the next room. I couldn't even do it. At the end, I think I left out at the room at 15 minutes. I couldn't go beyond it because they never shut up. She kept talking. And the conversation was just getting weirder and weirder and weirder. Um, so yeah, they're going back and forth about the cereal. She's talking about how, you know, she would never eat that crap. Starts talking about her family, how she's like the only girl uh, for a couple of generations. And then he asks this weird ass question like, oh, well, I wonder how your genes are. Well, and she, <laughs> yes, she's like, he's them. like, absolutely absolutely to the fullest extent mm-hmm. um but he's like yeah I wonder I wonder what those genes are like and she's like oh it's they're so good you know no cancer no disease no oh, diabetes yes, no high blood pressure blah 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 all the shit but then she goes on to make a comment saying like yeah I'm a little bit overweight but you know it's because like the food these days is just so bad so in my mind, it's like, bitch, you just said that you don't eat fucking cornflakes. You're not eating frosted flakes when you only shop at the Amish markets. So You're not problem? eating the Pop-Tarts. Listen, what you eating? Corn Pops? What food? Because the Amish people are not selling no food to make you, to make you overweight. Gee, look, the Kellogg's are fucked up everywhere you go. You know what I'm saying? I feel like whether <laughs> you in Chicago, South Suburbs, whether you in fucking Michigan, where the Kellogg family and them motherfuckers, they reside and shit. First of all, what is she doing in Niles? You know what I'm saying? Take your ass back no to where your family at. You know what I'm saying? So if you knew my family, look, we know your family. We're going to take your ass down to Arnie's. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Take you to Wasso's. You know, take Listen, you to, Wasso's take you, still standing. Wasso's is still there. Like, they survived the pandemic. They survived the recession. They survived, they survived so Kellogg. They survived Kellogg ass. They survived Kellogg. We gonna take you to that fucking Pace bus station. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Downtown Harvey. Downtown Harvey. We gonna take you out there so you can meet your family. If we, you know, Because we Listen. know who your family is. Do you know who your family is? That's the question. Listen, don't be throwing their name around in Chicago acting like the first thing niggas is going to go to is a box of cereal. No. There's been plenty of plenty of uh, harm Kellogg has caused. Plenty of harm. You know, a lot of, a lot of federal activity going on um, around these streets. So, you know, maybe we should set up like a meet and greet so she can meet the extended family <laughs> of her family. But then I start thinking, like, after this whole interaction, after I left the spot, everything, I couldn't, like, I had to Google the Kellogg's. I had to Google, like, where they started there. I had to Google the family, you know, because now I'm intrigued. So I started Googling Kellogg's, and I found out that the original, uh, the original kind of, like, 
brother that created the cereal, mm-hmm. he owns some sort of like asylums, um, something like that. Mm-hmm. He was a general. He was very health conscious and health focused. Like the purpose behind what he wanted to do wasn't to, um, he didn't want to give sick people medicine. He wanted to help people eat better so that they can ward off sickness and disease. Now, it was, he had a little brother. Now his little brother seemed like a snake because his little brother, it was like supposed to be this marketing genius and he turned the Kellogg brain into what it is. Uh, You know, they ended up going to court. The court granted the little brother the rights uh, to the Kellogg name. And that's why Kellogg is what it is today. But in order for that to happen, the little brother had to sue his big brother and take the recipes, take basically the foundation that he built and turn it into this million dollar company. So apparently the beef was so bad, they hadn't spoken ever since then. Uh, the big brother and little brother didn't speak after that. Damn, so it was beef. Like, I mean, it, it was like, beef. I mean, that sounds like some Kellogg shit for real. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the descendants are still, you know, on that, you know. The black ones, the black extended cousins. <laughs> it seems like, you know, that something something up with that Kellogg name, man. You know what I'm saying? That's fucked up though. So basically, the company went the opposite direction of what the the man who started the shit wanted it to go. Yeah. So like the, I think the original founder was his name was John Kellogg, and he was a nutritionist, a health activist. Um, and he was working as the director of the Battle Creek Sanitarium uh, in Michigan. What he wanted was overall that everyone had, like, let's just think about him in this day and age, if he wanted everyone to have uh, the same access to healthcare. Okay. So he wanted, he definitely entertained the rich and treated them as if they were famous. Uh, but he also wanted to treat the, the poor people the same um, who couldn't afford other hospitals. Mm. And he did that by tackling the, the problem of nutrition um, and people's diets instead of giving people access to, to drugs, mm-hmm. basically putting a Band-Aid over it. So when he first created the cereal, it was more so health conscious. Um, and I think it was like, raisin brand like those that brand type cereal i feel like Mm -hmm. it was that was like the first cereal uh that he was actually feeding the people in the sanitarium um and then you know kellogg branched out to fucking cornflakes and frosted flakes and shit like that man i hate a raisin brand growing up shit ain't have really no flavor to me you know what i'm saying like i just i couldn't get down with same I actually, um, I actually have a story of my grandfather. Um, when we were younger, I wanted cereal. And at my house, we always had cereal. You know, it was four of us. We had cereal, all the different colors, shapes, sizes, whatever you thought, um, we had it. It wasn't just one type of cereal at my house. It was like six or seven types because we were all picky. Um, but we were at my grandparents' house and they only had two types of cereal <laughs> and one was raisin bran crunch and the other one was oatmeal <laughs> yep that's all they fucking had just raisin bran that's man. it 
and I hated raisins. They were cold, they were hard, and they were just nasty. Nasty Um, So I made my grandfather take out all of the raisins of the Raisin Bran Crunch, like one by one by one. He took them out. And I thought in my mind, I'm like, okay, this is going to make the cereal so much better, but there's no sugar in Raisin Bran Crunch. The sugar is in the raisins. If you don't have the raisins, you ain't got no sugar. There's no sweetness. It's just cardboard with just cardboard. milk. You're just eating a bunch of shoeboxes at this point. Listen, it's all these shoeboxes is what I was eating. Um, mm-hmm. And then my grandfather was diabetic, so I had to take his equal and sweeten little packets <laughs> and mix them in the cereal in order for it to be sweet. Oh, my God. So that's the lesson. You got um, a bowl of raisin bran crunch, leave them motherfucking raisins in there and just eat it. Cause otherwise you're gonna be sorry. You're gonna be sorry. Your grandfather loved you though, you know, to pick out all them raisins for you though, you know. So that's real. He love. did. That's real love. He did. For his grandbaby. And you know, so I just Googled this John Kellogg guy, you know, if you know my family, you know, the one <laughs> I just Googled him and you know, I see that uh, that school, you know, the American Medical Missionary College um they had classes in chicago and it merged with illinois state university that's very interesting you see how everything just comes together mm-hmm. in chicago it's, it's crazy you know um but interesting little fact um i wonder if that lady that you know woman is somewhere else you know trying to clout chase off her family's name again she just needs to be careful not to clout chase in the wrong area with that name <laughs> that's that's really what she needs to be mindful of Absolutely, because she definitely had me leaving uh, that spa thinking that she was in some way. She, I didn't. I wasn't even thinking about the damn cereal. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Um, even, what was it, three days have passed, three or four days have passed, and I'm still thinking about Eric Kellogg. So it's triggering. You bring mm. up that name to the wrong person, you can trigger a response. Yeah, she might get jumped. She might get jumped. <laughs> she won't be eating on fucking Razor Brand. You know, that's the only thing she can eat. <laughs> You know, shit, corn pops, you know, some shit like that. She gonna have somebody coming up to her with a petition. Yeah. Like, listen, let me tell you all the things, all the things the Kellogg name has done. <laughs> she ain't gonna say that shit ever again in life. Listen, people still, still got high-ass water bills because of him. Uh, people still ain't bad shit still got the potholes. Raggedy-ass buildings all down Wood Street, abandoned now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five cool. six years ago there used to be people living there but all harvey not got anymore all harvey got at the moment is like 100 churches ingles and popeyes and whatever they switch arnie's to i forgot the new name of it it's like mr yeah i forgot the names it's, it's stupid though they just, <laughs> it's stupid it's a it's a dumbass name that's what the, that's what it is <laughs> but the building's name. still there it's a dumbass name they got thorn too Pizza greasy as fuck too. The pizza yeah, at Arnie's across that. the street, greasy yeah, as hell. Yeah, it's like it's just a bunch of grease and foil, you know, mm. and cheese and crust. That's, that's all it yeah. is. Those are bad memories, man. But Harvey World. Shout out to Wasso. Yeah, shout out to Wasso. Shout out to Harvey World. Mark from the Millions, we neighbors. You know, we love y'all. Shout out to Mark Major. <laughs> Thank you.
If you enjoyed this podcast, I ask for two things. Number one, leave a five-star review. And number two, pass it on to a friend who may enjoy it as well. And don't forget to subscribe to our other podcast, Mogul Motivation from True Stories Media.